all the essentials that you need, uh, that I needed to succeed in the area that I'm in now, I mm. learned at home and at church. And a lot of people despise the small beginnings, mm. um, but those are the the the, tra- the training ground to actually get you to where you want to go mm-hmm. and to be faithful with the small with, with the big thing. So um, I learned there. He saw the faithfulness there, and um, he's like, yo, we're going to virtual in a pandemic, uh, Miss America 2011. Uh, mm. She was hosting uh, the, the international Maxwell conferences. And he's like, we're going virtual for the first time ever. This is unprecedented. You know, the world's upside down. Yeah. So they're going to have a conference anyway. <laughs> so we, we, he invited me in. I didn't know what to expect. Wow. They're, they're building the studio in, uh, like Jupiter Stewart, like West Palm Beach area, okay. Florida. And they're, they're finishing it literally as we're there. They're finishing wow. the studio to build. <laughs> and, it was wild because I'm walking into this thing, knowing the magnitude of John Maxwell and, and the team. And I'm like, yeah. oh, snap. So I come in and uh, thankfully I was prepared mm-hmm. uh, from all the things that I've done before to walk That's into awesome. it. And it went great. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel a little bit stuck? Then coaching may be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship that's totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life, want to start seeing results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to paulferrandi.com or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the best version of yourself. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Ferrandi. I'm Paul Ferrandi, and welcome to the Incredible Podcast, where we learn how to become the best versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I'm super excited because I have the honor of having a man of many talents, entertainer, MC, and radio host are just a few, but I have Neil Hobson, aka Neely Ty. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of introduced you, but how about you introduce yourself the way you, you would do it, and oh, yeah, man, let's just get into it. Paul, thank you for having me. Um, you know, I always start with what's popping. My name is Neil Hobson. Neil And, you know, I, 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 first of all, thank you for, you know, allowing me to be on the pod today. I think it's super dope what you're doing. Um, I've watched your, uh, your many episodes and to see the growth and development. That's uh, where you started to where you are now. It, it's an awesome. And thank to see you. the Incredipal brand develop. You got the merch, got the hat, <laughs> everything. I'm loving it. Thanks. I'm loving it. And um, it, it's really cool to see you step out on faith and you know, walk into your next season as well. But I'm really pumped to be here. You know, um, like you said, I'm a uh, husband, father uh, to a four-year-old. I am, uh, you know, a faithful believer in Jesus. I, I, I love uh, people and uh, I, I try to figure out different ways to serve people, whether it's through uh, radio, um, or you know, it's dance or DJing or uh, live emceeing or hosting or speaking or whatever it is. I try to use these different gifts to make mm-hmm. sure people are served well and uh, that God is pleased. So uh, not perfect in it by any means on a journey for sure, but um, 
through the skills and the things that I've learned at home and at church and uh, in the business world, it's really afforded me a lot of cool opportunities. And I'm thankful to really just even be in this position today and really, you know, pushing on to the next season. So I'm, I'm thankful big time. Awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. So I know you talked about some of those this different gifts. Is there anyone that you feel like was one of the first gifts um, that you you had or really saw and that you, you tried to develop more than others and then kind of let yeah. others or were they all kind of all around the same time? That's that's interesting because, you know, I wasn't the most talented kid. It, well, you know, I, I developed different things. My main mm-hmm. passion was tennis. So I was a big, <laughs> I'm still a big tennis player, like a big tennis player. Yeah. Growing up age six, you know, all the way through national juniors and college and a little mm-hmm. bit of like short, short stint at, at pro tennis on the, on the lower level. But, um, you know, I, that's still my first pro. passion. Hey, man, I mean, you know, I dibble and dabble, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was fun. It was, it was cool. That, that was my first passion. And honestly, um, when I felt like that, I was kind of being called to leave that season and move mm-hmm. into the next season. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, really tough for me because you kind of find your identity in what you do, mm-hmm. especially in the, in the early stages. Yeah. And it wasn't the healthiest, but it, that's all you do for so long. And mm-hmm. you're good at it. And then and you get a praise for it and affirmed mm-hmm. and all the things. And then you have to make the, the decision to say, okay, um, well, God, what do you have for me in this next season? So mm-hmm. God was like trying to develop DJing and dancing and stuff like that. Cause I didn't have a lot of, you know, rhythm growing up, honestly. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was the youngest. Do you have rhythm to Paul? I saw you in the dance floor. I don't, I don't believe that you didn't have rhythm just cause like, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Paul, you, you're from the, the motherland. You, you know, <laughs> Nigeria, you got it in your blood. We all, you know, like, I saw your family at the wedding. You, you definitely yeah, you know. a little, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It's one of those things where some things, some skills are just, you know, you're kind of born with to a degree. Mm. Some things you definitely have to develop. And mm. no matter whether if you're born with it or not, you still got to take your gift and your talent and develop it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we ride off of pure, uh, gifting we're like okay I don't have to practice I don't have to put in the work because I'm mm. good at this I'm natural yeah. and uh it frustrates me when people say oh you're such a natural I'm like I am not at all I work really hard to yeah. <laughs> look this awkward you know what I mean so it's just one of those things where uh I didn't really start out with like a whole lot of gifts but I mimicked what I saw so if it was mm. dancing I know my generation it was like you know Michael Jackson MC Hammer mm-hmm. getting into Usher uh, who else? Insync, Backstreet Boys, the boy band era, mm-hmm. and I started doing those dances in high school. You know, because the girls liked them. Yeah. And then that's pretty much the whole whole incentive and motivation. And then <laughs> uh, from there, I started to see different opportunities kind of come out of that. And then started DJing when I was in college. So I just kind of taught myself mm. pretty much how to do everything other than tennis. Um, yeah. So I was I was thankful for those opportunities, and then really. Uh, invested into myself which was the main thing so i can kind of you know step into some really bigger opportunities so yeah, that, yeah. that's 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 really cool that, that's <laughs> awesome. did you I, play I, a sport you played f- football right uh, a little bit but mainly it was it was baseball in high school baseball. yeah baseball is my sport <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baseball's my main sport. I, I like tennis. I used to, I play like base level, like barely <laughs> able to, to serve. <laughs> have you got have you gotten a pickleball yet? 
I have played pickleball before. I not not recently, but it's I, I think it's getting a lot bigger. I, sure. Yeah. It's the thing, man. You know, uh, a big bro mentor of mine, Chris Robinson, uh, he introduced me to pickleball and uh I actually got a pickleball paddle over here. It's just <laughs> it's wild though, like his pickleball is coming from tennis. I was like, man, pickleball kind of it's slow and maybe it's for older <laughs> folks and i'm like i don't know because he brought he brought me to this pickleball gym and oh, wow. i walk in and there was like you know me, the median age was like 63 i'm like bro Whoa. i'm about to smoke these cats you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I play high level tennis so i yeah. get in there and you know these guys they, they're they not they're not very mobile these older mm. guys but they're very crafty oh. and they were cleaning up on the court and i finally got the hang of it you know you learn the rules and whatnot yeah but yeah. pickleball is is definitely the fastest growing growing sport right now i think in america so oh, we wow. have to test it out a little bit more yeah 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 that's a get get out there and do that <laughs> so uh, that's no that, that's really cool so i know you, you kind of mentioned chris there so how important has um mentorship and having like a, a big brother uh how has how has that affected you and in, in your your life and your growth tremendously i mean i can't, I can't tell you how many times uh you know a, a influential person like chris has you know made a difference in my life and in my journey mm-hmm. i mean i've known chris he's with the maxwell leadership group executive, mm-hmm. executive vice president um and but he didn't start there he started out you know serving at church he started out yeah. you know just being a friend and um he has been in- <laughs> instrumental in my life and my career i mean he was in my wedding he taught me how to play pickleball he taught me how to play golf i mean wow. he introduced me to all all the first uh and he has uh been with me through the ups and the downs and i've been with him through the ups and downs as well to see mm. the rise and the uh, uh the, some of the low points in life and now to see where he is now like it's pretty amazing but mm. um just the guidance that he's given me uh, the reason I really even wanted to be married was because of Chris. Um, I, you know, I went over his house and I saw him and his wife and I'm like, man, I, remember, you know, I want what you have, you know? And um, it, it was just really cool to have somebody set an example for you mm-hmm. and not just to see the, the shiny sides, but to see the sides of struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it really encouraged me because man, I'm telling you, the, the faith walk and the faith journey is definitely real, especially when you add mm-hmm. kids on top of that, you know, when yes. you add, entrepreneur on top of that i'm just gonna make it work i'm not gonna go back and go back to where i was and get a job which i could he could make you know six figures doing anything yeah but he's like i'm gonna stick true to what it what it is and uh, to see that i was like yo this is next level stuff so chris has been influential in my life in the early stages and then he saw me develop as well um in my own space i guess and uh invited me to be part of what he's doing with maxwell leadership so i get to see the, the International Maxwell Conferences, the Let's Lead events, and uh, to really just be in the room. Yes. You know, um, it, it's cool doing the thing, and I'm thankful for doing the thing, but to be in the room with him, with John, with Mark, and the thought leaders from uh, around the world that, that really <laughs> influence the world. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incredipaul.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-Paul.org, 
and click on the store link, or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredible Shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredible look. Yes. Wow. Incredible. I mean, you know me. We're at these conferences, and to hear the information and have the opportunity to take it and apply it, it's, it's incredible. Yes. You no? Know? No, wow, John it, Maxwell team. How long, how long have you been part of the John Maxwell team? So I I joined September of 2020. So it's been a couple of years, but got certified in March of 21. Uh, wow. So yeah. Wow. So we we joined kind of like the same time. I I, I joined August 2020. So oh wow. Okay. Well, probably yeah, August September. So we were yeah right yeah the same yeah. Right there. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, that that's awesome. So. I'm sorry now. So Neil and I go to the same church and I didn't realize that you were doing all this stuff with the Maxwell leadership. And it was just awesome because I remember in March, it was still virtual because we're March of 21. We're so still, still coming out of COVID. And I see him on the stage. I was like, wait, I, I know that dude is like, like that's that, that's amazing. Like this this dude doing awesome things, oh. like on a literally a world stage, Man. tens of thousands of people. Um, it's it's amazing. Can you kind of talk through talk through that experience? I think the March one. I think that was the second experience. Maybe even talk through the first experience. Um, how that went. How that all came to be. So, kind of how it came to be was Chris invited me out to MC. This was actually before I even knew that. Um, I, before I even joined, he saw what I was doing, like in the uh, the other arenas of. In the other arenas of like uh, emceeing Joyce Meyer mm -hmm. conferences, so I've been in that arena with DJing and emceeing, and awesome. he saw the development there, and uh, he saw development at church as well. Mm -hmm. It all starts by serving at home, serving at church, mm -hmm. and being faithful with the little that you have. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to read, read a teleprompter at church, right? Mm -hmm. I learned how to do video work. I learned how to do stage oh, work. Yeah. All, all all the essentials that you need. Uh, that I needed to succeed in the area that I'm in now, I mm. learned at home and at church. And a lot of people despise the small beginnings, mm. um, but those are the the the, tra the training ground to actually get you to where you want to go mm -hmm. and to be faithful with the small, with, with the big things. So um, I learned there, he saw the faithfulness there and um, he's like, yo, we're going to virtual in a pandemic, uh, Miss America 2011, uh, mm. she was hosting uh, the, the international Maxwell conferences. And he's like, we're going virtual for the first time ever. This is unprecedented. You know, the world's upside down. Yeah. So they're going to have a conference anyway. <laughs> so we, we, he invited me in. I didn't know what to expect. Wow. They're, they're building the studio in uh, like Jupiter, Stewart, like West Palm Beach area, okay. Florida. And they're, they're finishing it literally as we're there. They're finishing wow. the studio to build. <laughs> and it was wild because I'm walking into this thing, knowing the magnitude of John Maxwell and, and the team. And I'm like, yeah. oh, snap. So I come in and uh, thankfully I was prepared mm -hmm. uh, from all the things that I've done before to walk That's into awesome. it. And it went great. Um, I joined the Maxwell team that year in August, September. And the uh, in, in International Maxwell Conference is, like I said, it's huge. It's tens of thousands of people from around the world. Um, there's thousands of people in person, there's thousands of people, uh, virtually, mm -hmm. and literally people are flying from around the world. We meet people from uh, Zambia and from Nigeria, and from yeah. Poland and from France and, and literally everywhere you could imagine mm -hmm. getting in the room 
to get certified to use the resources that John Maxwell's had. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And then knowing the correlation between the seeds that uh, our pastor has sown yeah. to uh, and, and to even to meet with John Maxwell way back in the day to, to expose us to his teachings and his trainings and his, his, mm-hmm. his VHS taste back in the day. Yeah. And now to be able to walk with him, to sit with him and to talk with him and be on stage with it's incredible. Yes. And wow. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just thankful, bro. It, it's just incredible. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. yeah. I, I, How's your experience there? Like when you when you've gone, what what did you feel? Like what, what did you think? I was blown away. Like honestly, I I already had high expectations um, from like the the first John Maxwell book. Well, first off, I got into John Maxwell team and Maxwell leadership because my dad's actually also a John Maxwell team member. But he he's been a member for a while. Probably I I think he probably joined like. I don't even remember what year it was, or probably a few years after the John Maxwell team started in 2011. So he's wow. been on that journey for a while, um, having me reading John Maxwell books. And so I've all, I'd always been a, a fan of John Maxwell. I read his books. I never really thought about taking that next step until like really the stuff with Incredible and what um, John Maxwell always talks about, like in his books, as personal growth, you need a plan for growth. And yeah. I realized, okay, if I'm going to be jumping into this entrepreneurship journey, doing stuff with leadership, I need to have some structured way to grow and develop. And I thought of like Max, the John, or well, John Maxwell team at that time, that's the best way to do it. And yeah. like just uh, the way that the platform is set up, it's, it's self-paced, getting, being able to go through like the the speaking side as well as the, the coaching side because at first I, I only really knew about the speaking side I want to get better right. as far as like uh, the, uh, just understanding how to develop a s- speech but to get a contact um, and just get my point across better and so yeah. I, I did that first and I also went through the, the coaching side as well and so it, it's it's just been phenomenal even just connecting with people um, I've only been I've been it through it virtual just because of the, the nature of COVID, uh, but but I know we've met at Live to Lead conferences, which yeah. is also by John Maxwell. Get to meet other people there, or just people at church, or just other events where you just you start talking about it. And you're like, oh, I I'm a Maxwell leadership member too, certified member. Or I love John Maxwell's stuff. It's just. <laughs> It's just remark, remarkable just the impact that he's made and how you just make a connection immediately. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, you know, to meet people from around the world and to build a community, build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing we say at church, the most important thing in life aren't things, but the relationships, right? Yes. And to have those relationships, to foster them, to utilize them, um, that's the key. Because sometimes we have great relationships, but if we don't ever nurture them and pour into them, and then eventually maybe, you know, get poured into from them. Like, what, what are we doing? Um, yeah. Sometimes you're one relationship away from a great opportunity, just like I was, you know, with Chris. That part, you know, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't go into the relationship, you know, wanting to get something. Like, we were just, you know, hanging out, growing, living together. And then mm-hmm. as we both grew in life, our paths met again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. I mean, I, I remember, you know, funny story, like how you helped me out when we were in Atlanta at Live to Lead. Like, was it last year? yeah man so we were like trying to head back from the airport i think i gave did i give you a ride i was like hey come with, yeah. come with us yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the first mistake <laughs> so, paul's a well 
well-traveled man. Okay, this is what you do. And I was like, I was, we were down there with my nephew and uh, he's, I think he lives in Atlanta. And we were like, heading, trying to head to the airport real quick. And I was like, okay, we got a little bit of time, but I really want to experience Atlanta, right? Yes, yes. Didn't get a chance to, I, want, I wanted to feel like it was Atlanta. So we went to this restaurant, it was called Virgil Gula's or something like that. Yes. Um, and it was amazing, by the way. Yeah, so good quintessentially atlanta we walked yes. down there we see everybody it was like saturday afternoon the mm, food was flowing the, the brunch music vibes was oh yes the brunch vibe so it was a great restaurant dj was spinning mm. and um then we, we we sat down to eat we knew time was tight right we knew we were like i don't know if we're gonna make it but this food looks so good and we yes. waited this long yes we might as well go for it mm. we're in college park georgia right near the airport Yep. And we're we get our food. It's packed out there. We're just boom, putting it down. Yeah. of green chicken, mac and cheese, everything. <laughs> and we, we, then we had need to catch an Uber. I, no, 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 no. My nephew needed to catch an Uber. We jumped in the rental car, had to return it. And I, yeah. if, if you know anything about Atlanta's airport, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Paul, you know Atlanta airport very well. Yeah. I clearly don't. Busiest There's, airport in the world. Yes. <laughs> Which, and I'm trying to cut it short for some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so we are running through the airport, trying to return the rental car first. And mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Paul, we would have not made it. Because, you know, you need a tram to go here, to go there. Yeah. And Paul's is leading the way. We're running to the airport. And we finally make it to the gate. But I didn't, I, it was it was the grace of God. It was no yeah. way we could have made it. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, we, we got through. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, yeah, just like I was great. Yeah, it was. It was crazy, but I was like, <laughs> but I, I, I knew we were going to make, I was like, I think I was telling you, I was like, we're going to make, it's going to be fine. We're, we're, we're going to do it. <laughs> uh, it, it this is, I think this is actually before I had like TS pre-check and clear and all oh, that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm with the, the common folk over here and, you know, it was crazy because the last time I went to Atlanta airport a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, it was bananas. Like oh. I'm talking about. Yeah. You can even get into like get up to the airport, 30 minute gridlock. Yeah. You know, I had clear and pre-check took me 45 minutes to get through the line. Yeah. Everybody else in pre-check took them an hour and a half. Everybody else, who knows they even made it to the destination. And and everybody's moving slow. Don't nobody care in Atlanta. Yeah. You know I'm what like, I mean? <laughs> like, places to be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, we had some good experiences there. We we bonded. Yes, definitely, definitely. That food, I still like have like dreams about that food. It's like it is so wow. good. Love it. But yeah, yeah. Talking about travel, has there already been like either memorable or cool places you've got to, to travel through, either for for work or speaking or just in general? Man, you know, we go, I go to Florida a lot. Um, I'm on mm -hmm. the East Coast quite a bit so like Florida like three times a year oh and, nice um yeah so I'm in the Orlando area a lot we used to go to Fort, Fort Lauderdale um I like that go to Atlanta more now mm -hmm. um you know shout out to all that the Atlantans <laughs> but <laughs> Atlanta is growing on me okay yeah <laughs> Atlanta be Atlanta sometimes you know <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be trying yeah. to say let me go, go to Buckhead let me go let me go over here <laughs> But uh, Atlanta's cool. Um, yeah, I, I I've been on the West Coast a little bit when I used to travel for tennis. So I like San Diego. Yeah. The weather's like 
Oh, San Diego's nice. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I want to get on the West Coast a lot more, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the hot spot that I, I enjoy. I like it. It's like you get the big city vibe, but it's not too crazy. Um, it's Chicago. Mm, that's true. It's like bread and butter. Um, not in the winter. Winter is oh, like crazy. No, no. <laughs> but I like I like the food scene. I like the city feel. I like the opportunity mm-hmm. there. It's a buzzing city where lots lots going on. Entrepreneurial vibe. Yes. It's kind of like a uh, almost like a uh, San Francisco as far as like opportunity wise. Like mm-hmm. New York, it's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. A lot of companies are based and headquartered there as well. So sure. I like I like Chicago, but I'm trying to get out and travel a little bit more my my uh frequent flyer miles and uh oh, there you, you know go. build it up so where, where's where's one of the coolest cities you've been to uh you mentioned san diego honestly i think as far as cities i've been to in the united states i think san diego is one of my favorite cities i've only been there a couple times um just i think i i am perfectly fine just being a beach bum laying on the beach all day long and san diego has tons of beaches yeah uh, just just to hang out and I love yeah. I love baseball, like I mentioned. Um, I, I was there to watch um, Cardinals play the Padres out there. Um, so yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I'm trying to think. Um, I actually so I've been to LA and Anaheim area, and I actually did not like LA. <laughs> L- LA will fool you. LA yeah, will fool you. I was like, this traffic is no joke. I was like, I've been to Atlanta, I've been to Chicago, I've been to New York. I was like, I think I I hate LA traffic more than all of those. I'm like, no nah, man, like, it's, it's LA not. is different. Where you think it's going to be one thing, mm-hmm. and there's parts and you know little pockets of Hollywood, but I'll say Hollywood's dusty too. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is like this does not look like the movies at all like (laughs) it's like i did not see one famous person (laughs) where are they for real man just taking their helicopters around avoiding the traffic for real 405 is always crazy and uh it's just different like i think that's life in general sometimes where uh, the uh destination is not some always what you think it was going to be you know the process Mm -hmm. And mm. getting there, that's the rewarding part. That's that, that, mm. that meat. Because yes. we think that once we get to Hollywood, once we get to this place, yes. it's going to feel good. We're going to be happy and fulfilled. And quite often, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> no. It, it's kind of dusty. And you're like, man, well, that was a letdown. Yeah, and yes. when you learn to fall in love with the, with the process and the yes. journey, um, it's not easy because I like to get places quickly. I, that's why I don't like grow tripping very much. Um, <laughs> and if I do, I like to, you know, beat the waves time, like whatever yeah, my waves. Exa- I do the same thing. <laughs> it's like bet. <laughs> try to beat it, right? Right. Like, 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 bet. So I like to get there quickly, you know, no, no bathroom breaks, no snacks. Yeah. Like, let's just get there. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how I'd be. And, and I'm not the best traveler sometimes to be with when it comes to road trips because I'm always on the go. Mm-hmm. However, I'm learning, especially with a daughter now, mm-hmm. to yeah. try to enjoy the journey and make those moments because you don't get some of these things back. That's you true. know, that's um, true. generally, we're, this is the least busy or least full our lives will ever be as mm-hmm. we grow and move and we take on more things. 
mm-hmm. but that destination sometimes is super a letdown. So if we, if we put all of our stock into, why well, won't be happy when? Mm-hmm. I'll be happy when I get the money, when I get the yes. promotion, when I get the job, when I'm an entrepreneur. I can't wait to be an entrepreneur. And yeah. if you're an entrepreneur, you know that it's more work than <laughs> nine yeah. to five. Yes. You know? So I think that's something that I'm learning is like, okay, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey now, because there's always another journey ahead of us. And you might as well get used to it because um, that's where you develop. That's where you grow. And that's where the, I think the, the, the really, uh, I think that's where the, the diamond is, is in the, yes. in, in the rough, in the rough. No, that, that's so powerful. I'm glad you said that just enjoying the journey. Cause I feel like, I think John Maxwell talks about is like having destination disease is like, I want to get there, which I'm, I'm right there. I like when I'm traveling, like I'm like newly married. So I'm learning, like I need to be more patient because like I'm used to traveling by myself. And like you said, like no bathroom bakes, we're getting here. We're good. <laughs> if we need food, we're getting this. And I know exactly yep. where to go, like do all yep. this. But so it's just enjoying a journey is it's, it's a process. It's, it doesn't, it's not something that happens overnight. That's for sure. No, I mean, you know, you just got to be married. You've been married with a couple months now. Yeah. A few months. I mean, by the time this comes out, I'd probably be like, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out whenever this comes out, <laughs> whether it's like almost been a year or what we'll see yeah. what it is, but yeah, still would be under a year married. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild because, you know, you, a lot of people think once I get into a relationship, mm. I'll be happy. Once I get married, I'll be happy. And mm. listen, <laughs> marriage does not produce happiness. I'm just no. the most spoiler alert. Okay? Yeah, right. You know, there's moments, there's honeymoon stages, there's all the things that you, mm-hmm. you feel once you get something new. Um, but it, it really produces like hard work. You know, Bishop Dale Bronner said this recently, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's very important to do the heart excuse me he says do homework oh yeah work at home yeah do the hard work yeah um and then do the heart work work yes and i'm like yo so you got homework hard work and hard work Mm -hmm. and once you get that thing uh whether it's acquire the home or the car now you got to take care of it now you got to make yes yes it's a relationship now i gotta make now i gotta and then now I got bills to come along with this and yes. upkeep and headaches sometimes. And I think once we learn to fall in love, I said, I said this recently to somebody where um, I'm learning to not dread problems as much. Mm. Mm. And what I mean by that is that when you're, when you're building anything or when you're leading anything, mm-hmm. you can have the greatest intentions, you have the greatest preparation. You do all the things you know to do right, but sometimes things go wrong. Yeah. Oftentimes things go wrong. And, it, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it happens at the last minute when it's inconvenient. Somebody mm-hmm. calls you day of, hey, I can't make it. Or, uh, you know, this is, this is not working. Or the live stream is down. The internet, whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. And you have an opportunity at that moment to either react or to respond. Mm-hmm. And That's one true. thing I'm learning to do is to respond with, I am a problem solver. Mm. This is what I tell myself. I told myself this yesterday uh, when something came up. I'm like, you know what? I'm a problem solver. This is what I do. Yeah. Right. It's like this is this is who I am. I'm I'm yeah. a problem solver. So problems when they happen, when they come my way, you ran into the wrong person because I'm a problem solver. <laughs> yeah. Right. And once I adopted that mindset, the mentality, then 
the problem didn't necessarily go away at the moment, but my mentality changed so I can actually fix the problem mm. and, and ask for wisdom to apply to the problem as opposed to just talking about the problem and being mad that there is a problem and mm-hmm. frustrated. Like, no, I'm, I'm pour the energy into actually fixing it. So I am a problem solver. That's one thing that I'm confessing and that has been yeah. working out in my life. Oh, that's powerful. How, yeah, yeah I think you, you kind of hit it on it, but how powerful has your, your attitude or the way you approach things been to, to, to get you through stuff because I think like you're saying like you're saying you're a problem solver did you notice a switch or how did that all happen well that's a good question I didn't I noticed the problems weren't stopping so <laughs> yeah, that's fair I was like uh <laughs> I gotta I gotta do something here yeah because um, I'm a I like I'm a um I like to prepare to prevent mm-hmm. right I like to prepare <laughs> To prevent things from going wrong, yeah, and put in the work, research. I don't stop until it's done. Yeah. Like you know, you know, like Kobe Bryant, the mama mentality. Yeah, the late yeah. great goat. He says, you know, job's not finished. Job's not finished. Yeah, and I tell my daughter that sometimes when you know we're we're working on a dance or working on a project, yeah, or cleaning her room, like job's not finished. <laughs> so I like to make sure that things get done. And there's some finality. I don't like lingering too much. Mm-hmm. But um, when there's life, when there's entrepreneurship, when there's family, when there's mm-hmm. just, you know, um, this, it, things happen. Problems happen. And I don't care if you got the job finished. Something mm-hmm. else may occur, which yeah. may require you to start over to maintenance that thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not the mr attitude like chris is mr attitude chris is like hey how you doing everything's great <laughs> yeah. boom, boom. and kurt yeah. even when it's not i've seen him like you know you know work through some tough situations high pressure mm. situations with a smile on his face leading his team well with a great attitude wow and i learned from that because sometimes when you get in those modes of things aren't going well mm. and you want to either take the ball like you know give me the ball yeah. and get out of the way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah sometimes you want to do that but yeah. that's not the best thing for the team mm-hmm. and as a leader you got to think of it not just about yourself and not just getting the job done, but what, what's best for the team? We're team-oriented, right? That's true. That's true. So I've had to switch my mindset into, yeah, the job got done, but how healthy is the team now? Mm-hmm. Um, or the job got done, but did we even learn anything? Because yes. it's probably going to happen again. Yes. And you're going to have to keep putting a Band-Aid on it as opposed to learning and teaching the team mm-hmm. how to think through the process. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I've learned is, okay, how can I think long-term big picture mindset where it's not just about getting something done, but it's about learning through it so we can create a system or a process so this maybe doesn't happen again. Yes. And if it does, boop, we got the solution and we can handle it right away. Mm-hmm. I think when you start, uh, when, you, when you encounter the same problem over and over and over mm-hmm. again, um, it's not because there is an issue with the problem. Maybe there's an issue with your system. Yeah, and, and so I, I try to go back into create some systems so we won't have these issues again. Not perfect, enough, of course, but yeah. learning and, and progressing through it. But keeping a good attitude is key, especially in leadership, because people are looking at you, your mm. body language, your facial expressions. Mm-hmm. They're looking to see how you're going to respond in the situation. And if you're calm and cool, like, hey, we're going to get through this, then it puts them at ease mm-hmm. to be able to function and work in their gifts to solve the problem. Yeah. But if I'm on their back and like, you know, is, is it done yet? What, what, what's going to happen? You know, can, can we move faster? Because I've done this before. Yeah. And it creates tension. It creates strife. Yeah. 
and I and then hindsight, I'm like, oh, okay, I should have handled that differently. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm learning, but keeping a good attitude is literally the first step to solving yeah. any problems. Oh, that's so true. I think it was yeah. um Henry Henry Ford that said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Like Ooh. just like whatever you you set your mind to, like if you say, oh, I can't do it, you've already you've already lost. But if you say you can do it, just power through and get it done man you're right you're right it's everything starts with the attitude mm-hmm. it really does um you know when you have a good attitude um you're contagious mm. you know um and the room feels that okay things may not be well just like for instance if there's a crisis in government or in the world and mm-hmm. everybody's looking to the leader yeah to say, okay how, how are you going to respond in this situation mm-hmm. because this sets the tone for how we will move how the problem if, if it gets solved and it's a constant uh, reminder to me. It's like, okay, Neil, you may not feel good. You may not even know the answer yet, but mm. keep a good attitude yes. and you'll get through it. I'll give you an example. Um, I, I live DJ a lot, right? So yeah. I'm in a lot of different spaces. I'm in small groups and I've been there <laughs> for 10 people or literally 30,000 people, right? Yeah. In, in an arena. And I've been in situations where equipment does not want to work. Oh, man. Technology. Yes. So you're in a situation and the, you can feel the pressure of something like your the lap, the controllers not connecting to the computer or mm-hmm. you're not getting a sound. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned after doing this so many times when I teach other DJs, I'm like, it's always something small. Mm-hmm. It's very rarely something big that's happening. Okay. If you just kind of go through your checklist and go, okay, this, 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 yeah. this, and take your time. Mm-hmm you can narrow down what the issue is. And sometimes it's just a switch, like, oop, oop, and that's it. <laughs> no, that's it. And, and that's it, literally. But if you freak out, which I, I've done before, uh, mm. you can you can lose it all where you have 30,000 people waiting for you to DJ. The time's mm. clicking. You have five minutes to figure out this issue mm. or you're going to be super embarrassed. And thank God, I'm like, at first I asked God, God, I need your help. Yes. He'll guide me through the process and it'll be one little thing and then it's solved. But I try to keep a good attitude because I have uh, tech people looking at me. I have mm. audience looking at me. Mm. I have my team looking at me. Everybody's kind of waiting <laughs> yeah. to see what's going to happen. But to keep the good attitude as a professional, you know, like, I got this. And you generally, you work your way through it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know? That's true. So, yeah, man. Proper <laughs> preparation prevents poor performance. But sometimes... Uh, you know, things just don't work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Let's say that six times fast. No, that's good. Now, I know you, you've mentioned your family a few times. You do a, a lot of stuff. So how are you able to, ba- to balance the stuff that you do and your family time? You know, um, balance is not always the, the the goal it's more mm. so there's this season oh. i think um where having a structure helps right mm. and i'm this is a real time walking through this it's not like mm. i got this figured out having mm. a structure helps of okay i do this in the morning at this mm. particular time um you know i i maybe go into the office or you're going into the office and then this time is for this moment this time is for this moment and then you kind of watch for it to repeat Every day doesn't look the same, though. You know, Chris mm. was saying this recently. Yeah. It, you know, 
sometimes we get locked into the pressure of making every day look the same. Mm. And for a lot of our lives, it just doesn't, especially yeah. if you're an entrepreneur yes. and you're in leadership, you get curveballs all the time. If you're a parent, you get curveballs all the time. So mm -hmm. one thing I've learned to do is to be flexible, mm -hmm. um, but to try to get the most important things done first. Mm. Right. Because sometimes um, important things will take the place of, excuse me, urgent things will take the place of important things mm. or yeah. emergent things will take the place of urgent things. Yeah. And you almost live in this quadrant of, of urgent and emergent and you're always mm. running and fixing and mm. putting out fires as opposed to getting the important things done yes. or the basic routine things done that help you build actual life. So if you wake up in the morning, okay, me quiet time, spending time with God, praying, mm -hmm. reading, um, uh, on a prayer call, listening to a podcast, mm -hmm. get those things out of the way first, typically before my daughter wakes up, if mm -hmm. possible. Sometimes she's with me and she knows it's kind of like my time, but she's hanging out as well. And she's kind of mm -hmm. watching because some things are taught. A lot of things are caught. Yeah. And um, uh -huh. so I get that, get that time. And if I'm even working out in the basement and we're going she's with me and she's watching and she's, she's learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then spending time with her and then, you know, uh, my wife does a phenomenal job of getting her ready for school and doing all the things. Mm -hmm. And then she takes her with her to, uh, her school, but it's not easy because a lot of times mm -hmm. I feel like I don't have enough time mm -hmm. with Gabriella, my daughter, or mm -hmm. with Kim, my wife. And mm -hmm. it's frustrating, mm -hmm. you know, because, I'm like, well, I'm spending all this time doing this. I wish mm. I could spend more time doing this. Mm. And there's seasons of like, okay, yeah. now I have to pour, I have to pour into this so we can have yeah. this. Yeah. Right. We got to eat. True. <laughs> 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 you know, I was with you. And <laughs> you have to make sure that you communicate in advance. Mm. It's not easy. I miss it all the time. But if, mm. if I know I'm going to be traveling for a couple of weeks, like, you know, you travel a lot. Mm. I, I'll say, hey, this is going to be a heavy two weeks. Mm. and the key is to remind your family remind yeah. like, hey it, it's gonna because in your mind you got the schedule boom 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 yes. but in their mind it's not like that so you yeah. have to remind hey it's gonna be heavy two weeks and come home, coming home late or i'm leaving early or mm -hmm. i'm gonna be gone for a couple of days and communication is really the first step yes um asking them what, what do you think you know should i take this opportunity Mm -hmm. You know, how does that impact your life? How does it impact your schedule? Mm -hmm. And um, thankfully, I've had a great support system to help me um, step into some of these opportunities because, awesome. uh, you know, they can hold it down. But I think communication is the number one key. Um, learning to be flexible, mm -hmm. even when things are kind of get murky. And, uh, and then just basically um, doing your best to keep your word. Mm. When yeah. you do your best to keep your word, my word for the year is consistency. Mm. Um, when you're consistent, it builds trust. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes it's not easy to be consistent because you want no. to go this place and that place. Yeah, but it, It's tough, but be, it, the more consistent you are, the more trust you build. Yep. And then I think the, uh, the more rope you have in situations where it's tight. Oh, that's powerful. Okay. I really like what you said about the seasons because that, that's so true. It's this, yeah, I remember what Chris was saying that we try and make every day look the same, but there's things that happen, things that come up, and that's where we get frustrated. And we feel like, oh, I was going to work out in the morning, like now I can't do it because I didn't do it in the morning. It's like you can find time in the afternoon or evening, just 
just put it in put it in where you can do it and make it happen yeah i i, I agree i call them prison workouts like i'd be you know push-ups <laughs> yeah. you know, pull-ups you know your cylinder block you know do what you yeah. can do <laughs> whatever whatever you can do yeah but, even through the pandemic i had to change it up because i used mm, to go to the gym all the time yeah and i had to i kind of built like I can make shift home gym. I got some weights and I got like nice. a full flex machine. I got some different things to uh, maintain. Yeah. If I can't get out, you know, because, yeah. you know, a lot of times in the pandemic, we weren't able to get out. So, That's so now I work out a lot at home and then I supplement at the gym as well. Um, but with your travel, how, how do you do it with family, travel, work, all oh, things, man. working out? That, <laughs> I would say it's madness a lot of the, a lot of the times. <laughs> like I, it's because it's like it's kind of like you mentioned with seasons. So I feel like I was in a season and I was by myself for a long time, living a single life. So I could just fit things wherever I could. And I'm just like, I'll just yeah. do this, do this, do this. But what you mentioned with communication, that's like real time for me learning to over communicate. Like what you talk about repeating, like, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm doing this. At the beginning, I'll just feel like this is what I'm going to do the next four weeks. Blah, 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 and then like, I'm good. I said it. It's <laughs> I'm like, I cannot, I cannot do that. I have to repeat it. And sometimes things change. That's sort of the nature of my work. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to travel here. Well, something happened with the factory. Maybe they're not ready. Like now I'm not traveling here. I'm actually going to be traveling here. Or maybe I have to go somewhere next week. Um, so yeah. all of that changes. So like real time, I'm, I'm still learning. But as far as like working out and stuff, it's just like, I try and do like, I've been doing, being been more intentional the last several months about doing stuff in the mornings, uh, whether it's like push-ups or ab workouts. So I'm like, okay, I can do that in the morning, right? Uh, whether or not I can get to a gym, because sometimes I have to be at the, the factory pretty early, like sometimes like 6 37 wow. in the morning. And I'm like, I not wake up at four in the morning to go to the gym. Uh, um, and then depending on how long I'm there, I might not I might be too tired or I have like stuff to get caught up when I get back to the hotel. So it's, it's, yeah. so sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try and work like just to maintain like three or four times this week, this day isn't as busy. I'm going to get it in this day. I'll get it in this day. Um, or like on the weekend, I'm like, okay, I have the weekend. I got at least two days here. So, <laughs> but that's, Bro. that's all changed. Cause like now I, I recently got a new job. I'm not traveling. So now it's learning to under, to have a new routine about being actually at home, which I'm excited about. That's good, man. That's yeah. good. Now, congratulations on your new job, by the way. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. How was that stepping out in faith and, you know, saying I'm going to leave what I, what I known for quite a, some time now and stepping into something new? It was terrifying, just to be honest, because been been at I was at Perina for four years love the company love what I do love the job but what you talk about with seasons I was like like me and my wife we had been praying and then even before like she came along to pray with me I was praying about like is this what God wants for me like I know this is what I like but I is this what God wants for me and I just like early on this year I felt God saying that that you're going to get a promotion this year that you're going to move into somewhere different and i thought like this is i think i think this all happens to a lot of us with christians when god says something we expect it one way it happens yeah. a totally different way so 
when you're saying that, I was like, okay, I just got promoted last year. It's like, they don't really promote people. I mean, I, prom- I got promoted two years in a row, which was not normal. And I was like, there's no way I get promoted this year again. But I was like, maybe God will work it out. Like I'll, I'll be able to find something. But then um, as going through the process, th- this opportunity came up, which at first I didn't even look at it twice. I didn't look I was just like, I applied because I was like, it's in St. Louis, it's in my area. But I'm like, I didn't know that much about the company. I was just like, we'll see what happens. And did God just worked it out. It went super quick. And they were like, really wanted me to come work for them. And I was like, hold up. I was like, I was just doing this like practice, keep my interview skills sharp. <laughs> um, but then they're like, between that and the, the opportunity, there's promotion to go into management, which is something I'm trying to develop my leadership skills, as well as it being a promotion as well, on top of the sign-on bonus, I'm like, all of this coming together, I'm like, and I was going to, even with all of that, I was still tempted to say no, but God was saying that I was giving you, I'm giving you a blessing, like, this is, this is for you, like, but it's still up, it's still up to me, is like, if, if whatever reason I say no to this, something else could come along was like this is what I was preparing for you it's up to you to take it or not and then yeah and just talking through the process praying about it pros cons list it was it was a pretty tough decision but finally I said like this is what God has for me I'm just gonna to walk in faith and see what happens that's incredible Paul yeah that's incredible (laughs) (laughs) no for real that's that's incredible it really is I mean um, how many times do we pray for something mm-hmm. and God opens the door mm-hmm. and we don't walk through it because we want it to look like how we want it to look. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're like in the water swimming, like, God, you know, please send help. And then the boat comes along. We're like, no, we want, you know, like, yeah. get on the boat, bro. <laughs> and I was talking to a guy recently and a uh, very successful entrepreneur, and he was just encouraging me. He's like, bro, you got to say yes. You got to step out. You got to do mm-hmm. something. Like, you got, if you don't, like, you have too much talent to waste. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you have to say yes. He said, so many people, especially that live in the Midwest, um, don't ever step out and say yes because mm-hmm. it's out of their comfort zone. Yes. And, you know, you can get very comfortable in the place that you've always been yes. and not step into something that's a little, you know, troubled waters but that's where that's where god is god's in the mm-hmm. in the deep yeah you know sure. he's that's he's true. in the deep where he's kind of he's calling us out and he's like hey um you may not have been here before clearly that's why you need me yeah and but if i'm calling you out keep your eyes on me don't look at the mm-hmm. wind and the waves like just stay focused and i'll guide you through and even if you're thinking that's the cool part about god he'll catch you yes that's so even true. when we mess up and blow it because we all do he'll yes. still catch us if we grab a hold to him, and I think that's awesome, Paul. Congratulations, man. Thank Great. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's we're a, we're about out of time, but I don't know if there's anything else you, you want to talk about that we didn't we didn't touch on yet. Man, I don't know. I, I, I just encourage people to add value to add mm-hmm. value to people, because uh, people are valuable. Yes. You know, that's one thing that we all do, you know, mm-hmm. we, we all can do is to add value to people um, because people are valuable and you take that value they can multiply that to others but it's up to us 
to know that we're people of value. Yes, that's uh, true. Sometimes, you know, if we, if we keep looking at everybody else and doing uh, what everybody else is trying to do, and we're looking at social media, which is obviously a big part of a lot of our lives. Yeah. And you can get into this comparison game. And, you know, comparison is a killer of contentment. Yes. And a lot of times we compare our real life to their highlight reels. Mm-hmm. And we see what they're doing, how they're doing. It's like, man, I can never step out and do what I've been called to do. I can never mm-hmm. walk in my, on my path because mm-hmm. you think it's already done or somebody's doing it bigger or better. Mm-hmm. They have more resources. Mm-hmm. But I encourage you to step out and to be you. And I, yeah. I say this to you as a fan, this to myself, like yeah. God has so much more for you mm-hmm. and he, not just for you, but for everybody else that you're going to bless through what yes. he's calling you to do. Yeah. You know, like our gifts are not for us. Our gifts are to help us bless other people. Mm-hmm. And how many things do we have in our backpack and our briefcase and our purse and our handbag mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I got all these things. I better take them and multiply them. I better flip them yeah. and do something with it yeah. because I'm, I'm responsible with what I've been um, um, uh, w- w- entrusted with. Mm-hmm. So um, I encourage people just to add value to people, um, figure out what your, what your goal That's why I have a company, one goal. Like, what's your goal? What's mm-hmm. your calling? Yeah. And, and how can you add value to people through that goal and um, just go for it. And I love what you're doing again, Paul. Uh, with Thank the podcast, um, with you know your family, how you're building a family, how you're building a life, and building a business as well, and to see you function and walk through leadership, you've been a blessing to me and uh, our church. I think it's just been incredible, and I just really appreciate you allowing me to be be on the podcast. This is awesome. oh man, no, the, I'm I'm honored that you're honored. You've been a, a tremendous blessing to me and to so many people as well. So man. I'm honored to have you on the podcast. So yeah, I definitely want to highlight one goal with the t-shirt you had have on oh, your thanks, hat as well um but i i want to make sure people know where to find you as well whether it's on socials your website or like one goal talk about that well thank you yeah um one goal is where you get you know merch and stuff like that but um if you go to you follow me at nearly time n-e-a-l-l-y-t-i-n-e i say it like nearly time nearly time <laughs> nearly time um that's on you know Instagram and socials and but, but my name is Neil Hobson and uh, you can always follow me there. Join One Goal dot uh, com um, is is a community that we've started as well, so you can get involved and you can take the next step and we can add more value to you. My, awesome. my sister Narita, she does the Flourish um, lifestyle group where she's an expert in business and dining etiquette and all kinds wow. of things. So basically, just try to polish your life. And yeah. um, I'm adding value in different ways. So join one goal.com, one goal for uh, merch, and then at newly time, just follow me. But uh, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. And uh, for those of you listening, I hope you learned something from Neil's story, Neely Time story. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just it's phenomenal just to see how God's been working through your life. Like, even what you mentioned, like, being faithful in the small things have led to the bigger, to big things. And I'm so excited to see what God's going to do in your future as well. Wow. Uh, yeah. Thank so thanks for joining and to all of those listening, I hope you have an incredible day. Thank you for listening to the Incredible Paul podcast with Paul Ferranbi. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible. Incredible.